The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Paul Heath. Uh, great to have your company this Wednesday afternoon. And, you know, earlier today I had my umbrella out on the way to get to work and you look outside now and it's uh, turned into a bit of a corker of an afternoon. Certainly a lot uh, cooler than it has been the last week and a half or so. We did uh, well to uh, get underneath uh, 40 degrees any day of the week. We're here thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year and Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. Serving WA for over 45 years and just over uh, the bridge from where I look out. I can see the whacker and I can see that the WBBL uh, final is underway uh, with the Perth Scorchers taking on the Brisbane Heat. Now, pretty good effort from the Brisbane Heat. They uh, turned out last night and then they're straight back into it again tonight versus the Scorchers. So the Scorchers, they knew that they, they are bowling first, I should say. The Brisbane Heat won the toss, selected to bat uh, as you would with Grace Harris opening the uh, batting for you. But the Scorchers knew Harris was the wicket they needed. They've sort of purchased it in a way. Uh, Natalie Cyber Brunt has uh, picked her uh, up Grace uh, LBW for 54 from 33 deliveries. So the Heat moving along nicely to one for 76 inside nine overs so far. But uh, last night we were checking out a uh, same uh, code of cricket, but uh, in another part of the world and over to India as Australia did manage to get their first win of the series versus India in the T20 series so far. But it's time to welcome our cricket expert on Sports Day WA. We are joined by Paul Dennett. Good evening, Paul. Hey, Hita, how are you going, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Thank you so much for the time. It's uh, lovely to have you join us, especially after a win as well as the first uh, for the Aussies in this series and a series of big scores so far. Yeah, it's been um, uh, very brutal for the bowlers, let's put it that way. Back in the old days um, when one-day cricket first began, Bill O'Reilly, the great Australian bowler and then very kind of... um, witty and um, irascible journalist said, oh, you might as well just pick 11 batsmen in one-day cricket. There's no point in picking bowlers. i tell you what, you, you could make an argument for that in this series. It's been very, very difficult. The one honourable exception has been Jason Berendorf. He's, um, he's yeah. produced a couple of very good performances. But that aside, um, yeah, I've been seeing overs. I think Glenn Maxwell's last over last night went to 30 runs, um, <laughs> all told. Um, but he more than made up for that with yet another inning. So, yeah, it was... It was um, it's a funny series because it's coming hard on the heels of the World Cup. Everyone you talk to just says this is uh, possibly the most ludicrous series to have ever been scheduled. That being said, it would have been a great pity if we were to lose it in straight sets and potentially go down 5-0. So to have won one game and made it 2-1 was, was pleasing last night. So there's a bit of uh, alternative choices in both of the lineups for Australia and India, but I mean... You were saying it in reference to something else, but what does this series mean? What's it, what's it all achieving? Is it is it just part of a you know build up to the next World Cup, or what are we yeah what are we achieving here? I guess. Well, there are a few different things. I think first of all, the the board of control for cricket in India um, needs to sort of spread cricket around their country. Australia is a big draw card, and when India says we would like you to play. 
the smart thing to do is to say, yes, we will. Um, you know, if Australia had said, actually, we've got what we've got, you know, our own Sheffield Shield season, we want to get these players back after they've had such a long time. And uh, no, we're not going to go over there. That would have been a, a self-defeating attitude because, you know, the, the power is with India and, and, and that's the reality. And without India, cricket would be a very small sport globally. So we shouldn't get too upset about it. So I think there's that. And then secondly, well, given that these series, these matches have to be played, they are um, a fantastic opposition to play against, albeit they are putting out kind of a second eleven. And, yeah, the, the, the way that the cricket merry-go-round is that we've got the next um, World Cup on in June next year in the West Indies and the United States, and they don't get to play that many T20 internationals. So it will come around quickly enough, and it's an opportunity um, to iron out a few positions, test out a few players who may or may not make the, make the grade, yeah. Glenn Maxwell, uh, described him earlier as a bit of a greyhound and he needs that bunny of someone else scoring a big one right in front of him for him to then chase that down and better it. But, yeah, some amazing striking uh, in the last month from him along a career of just some crazy heights, but unfortunately some yeah real lows as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you just look at his figures in, in awe. Like during, the, during the World Cup, they showed the... The, the entire history of World Cup strike rates. And I think Brendan McCullum was equal second on 122 runs per 100 balls, which is elite. And then Maxwell's in the, into the 160s, just like <laughs> the, the gap between him and the rest of the field is just extraordinary. Um, and I mean, he's, he's been my favourite player to watch for a decade now. Um, and I'm always on the bandwagon for him to be included in the test side and, uh, you know, that's still, I suppose, a possibility the next time we tour the subcontinent. But it's just been wonderful for him to have dominated in, you know, in many games during this World Cup and to continue to do it in the, in the T20 um, last night. I mean, that sort of innings, no one else can play it. And some of the ways that he gets the ball, the, the reverse sweeps that he plays off fast bowlers where he hits it um, for six over third, uh, just some of those shots are just indescribable. Um, and that, that innings he played against Afghanistan when he was badly cramping up and basically the, the only thing that wasn't effective was his hands. And he was just throwing his hands at the ball and, and, and depositing it to all parts. Um, you know, at the time people were saying it's the greatest white ball innings ever played and I, I think that probably is true. Josh Inglis, uh, he got the chance during the World Cup. Uh, he's continued on with uh, some pretty handy performances in this T20 series as well. Have, how have you rated his work in India from the World Cup onwards? Yeah, pretty pretty good. I mean, um, he, he played. Uh, yeah, he got that hundred the other night, which was which was um, important. And I think that he's going to be probably certainly figuring strongly in uh, calculations for the for the side for the for the tour of uh, for, for the World Cup in the West Indies. Matthew Wade is still actually the wicketkeeper, and he he played well last night. I think that he will probably still be in the side as well. So mm. there's, there's room for them for them both. Um, English, he didn't um, you know didn't set the world on fire during the World Cup, but um, he played a couple of nice and important innings that probably went under the radar a little bit. He got one half century um, that was that was a, um, a difficult innings in the I think in the run chase in the semi final against um, South Africa. So mm. it was a controversial change from Alex Carey to to Inglis that kind of came abruptly. And you wouldn't say that Inglis has nailed down the position, but he's done nothing too wrong. And uh, yeah, I, I think at the moment he's uh, the the in, He's a fixture as the white ball wicketkeeper, and he will be in the white ball side um, as a specialist batter for the for the short term at least. 
Matthew Wade, uh, does he get enough credit as a T20 skipper? And also, is he? I don't know how he's become just you know the man for the T20s. You can bat him at six. You could open if you need him to, but then strategically out on the field, I, I don't know if there's too much getting past him. But uh, yeah, is he getting enough credit for what he does as a T20 skipper? Um, I, he's probably not getting enough credit for um, his batting in T20 cricket. I think that. Mm. Uh, it surprises me that he doesn't bat higher um, because he came in last night in difficult conditions. That you know that Stoinis found it difficult to, to to middle the ball, and um, initially Wade did as well. And then right at the right moment, he um, came to the party, hit several boundaries, and, and played an important role alongside Maxwell in Australia getting the win. I found it surprising that people were kind of talking, "Oh, will will he be persisted with for this next World Cup?" As, as though uh, you know his age is a factor. I mean, I, I would definitely be having him in the in the side. I certainly don't think he's too old, and I, I think that the Australian side is much much stronger when, when he's part of it. Let's turn our attention to the upcoming summer and uh, David Warner. Does he get to complete uh, his planned upcoming farewell tour? If I was the selectors, yes. Although um, I'd, I'd be tapping <laughs> him on the shoulder and saying, "I'd like you to stay longer." I mean, I know that's kind of um, yeah. <laughs> contrary to what a lot of people think, but. Um, his record in Australia has been superb. The last couple of years, maybe not quite as good, but the recent form that he's shown in the World Cup, uh, I, I think he's, he's back to his very best. And I've got an eye to next summer when we've got um, India arriving, and I'm uh, very, very keen for us not to lose three series in a row um, at home against India. So I'd be um, eager for him to continue to be in that. That's not going to happen. So in terms of uh, should you drop him now, given that he's going to leave after the third test match against Pakistan, I don't think so. Mm. I think that although Pakistan have not um, won a test match in Australia in a long time, they've come close. And if Australia, you know, you, you just never know what's going to happen. If you don't pick the best side that you've got, and if Pakistan were to cause an upset and win the series, it would be, you know, a low-level disaster, really, for, for Australia. So I think pick the best side. Um, then after that, look to see who the replacement will be. There's, It's been a race in three, uh, in, and with Bancroft probably moving ahead of um, Renshaw and Marcus Harris. But if you're listening to the comments of Andrew McDonald in the last couple of days, there's, I think there's an appetite to say, well, they really don't want to dispense with Cameron Green. And with Mitchell Marsh now having <laughs> locked the spot down in number at number six, it may well be that when Warner departs that they find a new opener, whether that's um, Labashane or, or, or Travis Head, probably Labashane, move everyone up one and then bring Cameron Green into the side. And then poor old Bancroft, Renshaw and Harris's battle will have been in vain. It's a it's a pretty good problem to have, isn't it, Paul? <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah, you could have worse problems, I think. But um, really appreciate your time jumping on Sports Day today, Paul. And uh, we'll uh, get you on next week after uh, we see the uh, conclusion of uh, this T20 series uh, versus India at the moment. Sounds great. Good on you, Heather. Thanks. That's Paul Dennett, our cricket expert here on Sports Day WA, wrapping up the uh, well the win for the Aussies in uh, the T20 series versus India. But still two matches to go. Could you imagine if they come along and happen to snatch it? That would be uh, one of not, not quite one of the all-timers, but uh, it'd be up there. Hey, to save time and water, Irrigear is here. And just a quick sports update for you. The Heat are currently two for 87 at the halfway point of their innings. They're taking drinks at the moment. Alana King and uh, Natalie Skyver-Brunt have got the 
the wickets for the Scorchers so far. Uh, Grace Harris was out for 54. Georgia Redmayne out for 11. Amelia Kerr is there on 11, not out. And Mignon Dupree is there on four, not out. And that's thanks to Irrigear. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. And coming up next, Ben Smith will be here, sports reporter at the West Australian. And we're going to talk the World Game on Sports Day WA.